to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast. I'm your host and your friend and your buyer bestie, Kristen Fisher. And today I am skipping past an intro. I'm just going to dive right in and be totally real with you. No bullshit. I am so tired. (laughs) It's December. I know that we're all tired right now. So I'm sure you can relate to this. I'm recording late night in my closet because it's the only quiet space. Um, it's chaos, sheer chaos with Boku right now in the in a good way. Um, but I'm just rolling with it. I'm kind of going back to last Q4 for those of you that have stuck around for a year with me. Thank you. Um, but you remember that I just was like winging it every week and having fun with it. And I kind of just was like, I'm going to go back to the roots this week and just chat with you. So I am actually doing an episode that is similar to what I did this time last year at the end of December, and I'm I'm switching it up a little bit, but it is similar to that. So some things might sound similar to you, but there are going to be some adjustments. And the reason that I'm doing this again is because it is so important to have this conversation. So maybe you remember it, maybe you don't, but I'm re-recording it because I want to give you some new updates and thoughts on it. Um, but the the whole purpose of this episode today is going to be talking about, you're probably not going to be surprised, but your goals for the new year. Now, I will level set this conversation by saying I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people are not. It's estimated that 92% of people who set New Year's resolutions don't stick with them. Now, I don't know who quoted that, so that stat could be maybe made up, but it sounds good and it sounds pretty freaking accurate. (laughs) Why do they not stick with them? Because we basically assume that we can flip a switch and that every single massive goal that we want to have in our business is going to come true in the new year. And we're expecting ourselves to just suddenly cold turkey, break any bad habits and lead a completely different life on January 1st. Or when it comes to your business, you can just say, you know what, all that crap that happened this year that really sucked or all these things that I really wish would happen in my business, they're going to happen next year. I'm going to manifest it. (laughs) And then what happens is we set really lofty goals, which there's not a bad thing with setting a lofty goal, but we set too many huge lofty goals without breaking it down into mini steps. And then we're suddenly setting ourselves up for failure because we have too much on our plate and it's not realistic. And then what happens is you train your brain to not trust you. So there's a lot of research around kind of that self-trust, that inner, you know, inner work, that inner voice. And your subconscious self is like, oh, I know what she's doing. This fool's back again. (laughs) And you subconsciously are self-sabotaging because your inner brain is like, okay, she has all these goals set. And I know what happens when she does this. She gets tired. She gets overwhelmed. You lose You lose interest. You don't leave room for play or exploring or things to go wrong or new things to go right. And then all of a sudden it implodes and yourself, you're kind of self-sabotaging. Your brain realizes what's happening because it's not realistic. But, okay, I just went on a rant about New Year's resolutions. But with all that said, I do always get the urge to look at my personal life and my business life at the end of a calendar year and use it as an opportunity to evaluate what I can do differently. Because there is something, I mean, whether it is taught to us by, 
you know, the society we live in that we should be kind of flipping over a new page. There is something about going into a new year that's like ah, a fresh start. I can leave things in the past and I can move forward. I can fix some things that I know need to be fixed and I can pause and take a few minutes to figure that out. And I think what's so important is that business and life are really fluid and it's not tied to this magical 1231 date, but it is a really good time to just start re-looking at the things that you could adjust in your life and your business. Just take a pause and allow yourself the space to dream. And I definitely, in the month of December, I start to get a little bit frustrated throughout the month. The last couple of weeks, you might have already been starting to see this, but everybody on social media is talking about buy the new planner, buy the new calendar, you know, start goal setting, blah, 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 blah. And it's oftentimes a lot of people that are not in product-based businesses that are talking about this. And we're seeing on social media, these people are just shoving the goal setting down our throats. And meanwhile, you know, we're hanging on by a thread. I'm still knee deep in holiday orders or neck deep in holiday orders. And I'm just trying to get my orders out the door. I'm still hustling for that last sale. I, I really love the hustle this time of year as much as it pains me. I love just digging deep and finding that next sale up until the last possible minute. I'm still shipping orders up until the end of this week. Um, and just really kind of digging deep for those last few sales while I'm simultaneously trying to, you know, shop for my own friends and family, which unfortunately, like I have a gifting business and I make sure everybody has these beautiful gifts for my business, but then my own personal family and friends are getting like these sad, wrinkly gift bags that I pulled out from my gift wrapping box from last year. It's like, I feel bad, but you know, I still, they love me and I love them. Um, But the point of this is that we're trying to balance our life and our business and you sometimes just can't do it all in December. So what I'm basically trying to say here, I have done this for myself and what I want to give you today is the permission to not even worry about next year until January. Just let yourself get through this year and take a break. I hope you're taking a break over the holiday week. Do not be afraid to close your business for some time so that you can rest and recuperate. If you have a team, they can have some some much-deserved time off. I think consumers are used to small businesses at this point taking some periods of time where they're not open. I, for me, sometimes I will do free shipping for that week or a discount or nothing at all, but I'm just very overly communicative with my customers so that they can expect that we're not shipping. Make sure it's written everywhere on your website, at the checkout, in the order confirmation email that they receive so that they have updated deliverables, but, or shipping dates, not deliverables. Um, And that way your customers are aware, but make sure you're taking a break and give yourself the permission to just kind of sit with all the things that you just accomplished. And so what I really want to talk about is how to handle these next couple of weeks in your business where you're giving yourself rest and reprieve, but you're also allowing your brain to start opening up and you're just going to start thinking about opportunities in your business because you've hustled for a full year and you deserve a break. And in retail, you know, there's peaks and valleys. I talk about this on this podcast and there are peak periods like Q4 and then there are valley periods like January where 
For many of us, that's a really slow month and it's okay for that to happen. And you just might need to say, all right, I got to store away some of this money that I just made for from Q4 and hang on to that so that in January I can tighten up my expenses and give myself room to figure out my next steps in my business. But there are peaks and valleys. And in those valleys, those are the times when things are slow that you have to, have to, have to give yourself rest. And so, you know, it's the whole concept of you have to slow down to speed up. And that really could not be more true for product business owners in January. So I set my goals for my business in the first couple of weeks of the new year. My goal for myself is to have my goals sorted out and fully fleshed out. Like when I, when I say fully fleshed out, I mean, I know what I want to achieve for the year and when I'm going to be working on it and it's broken down. And I have that done usually by the very end of January. That's my goal. I try and have it done sooner, but I don't give myself an exact deadline. I just say by the end of the month, I want to have it done. And it gives me the room to just refine it and not feel like on this date, I need to be fully ticked and tied because why? It's just, you know, who cares? You can do it whenever you want to do it. We have the power to do that. So I give myself the whole month to do it. But what I do is I start with this foundational work before I even start setting goals. And that is what I encourage you to do these next couple of weeks in your business. So this conversation isn't necessarily about goal setting in particular. That is coming later. This conversation is more specifically to the reflection and getting clear on the opportunities that are in your business. And the reason that I think it is so important to do this whole kind of hindsighting you probably heard me use this word before, this whole hindsight and reflection on your business is because it gives you the clarity of the state of your business before you can create the path forward. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting here this time next year feeling like you didn't move forward, like you're in the exact same spot as last year because maybe you set too many lofty goals or you set the goals that weren't necessarily the right thing for you to be focusing on and you you had blinders up and you missed opportunities, or they're just like you're going against the grain, or you did not enjoy your personal life because you only focused on business goals. So just picture yourself this time next year and how you want to feel. And one of the ways that you can feel that way is to start by just getting clear on the state of the business, where are you at right now? And that is the first most critical step that you cannot skip. And honestly, this is this whole my whole process for hindsighting, reflecting, of identifying opportunities, setting goals and strategies all comes from my corporate retail background. This is something every major corporate retail company does. And to be honest with you, I hated it. I cannot express to you how much I hated the hindsight part of the calendar every collection every season when we had to do hindsight I mean and I'm not telling you I'm not saying to you oh we, I just sat down and I looked at some numbers and made some you know notes and then moved on no 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 the hindsight for these corporate companies you're doing those things but then you're presenting it to the CEO the VPs the SVPs the head of finance the head of marketing you're, you're presenting it to the entire leadership team 
and you're saying, this is what happened. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is what went wrong. Here are my opportunities for next year. And you financially quantify them. Before you wrap up a season that they literally take the time to sit down and listen to the buying team do that. So I'm ranting about this because I want to express to you how important this is. I've taken a simplified version of this for my own business. And I want to sharing part of that with you today because it really is important to do. And if you don't have that kind of buyer, CEO, CFO mindset in your business, then what are you doing? Then it's a hobby, right? And then you're just repeating the same mistakes over and over again. So I really basically just told you the hindsight piece of it. You want to look at the data, the facts and the numbers, because that doesn't lie. As much as we like to pretend like things might be rosy or that this favorite product of ours is selling really well, when you look at the numbers, it might tell you otherwise. Or on the flip side, it might show you you have opportunities. So just at a baseline or at a top line, I should say, I want you to, if you don't have a spreadsheet already, then I want you to create one, just a simple Google sheet, open it up and start putting some numbers in there. If you do have a spreadsheet, you might want to take another look at it and expand upon it, make it a little bit more robust so that it can dig in a little bit further. A lot of times when I'm working with clients one-on-one, we'll start to look at their financials and see that their spreadsheet that they have is only looking at the top line revenue and it's not really digging in. So I'm going to talk through kind of briefly how I would structure the spreadsheet. And that can kind of give you a starting point to take a look at this for your own business. So this doesn't take any thought. All you have to do is pull some financials, right? So you're going to recap your financials and the KPIs, the key performance indicators in your business for the entire year at the total level. So you're going to look at, you know, your sales revenue, your units, your average order value. Um, I can't think of anything else right now at the, <laughs> at the moment because my brain is fried, but you get the point. You're going to look at all of your main financial metrics in your business at the total level. And then you want to look at some other KPIs like your traffic, your conversion rate, uh, your email marketing, take a look at how how big your audience size is, what percent of your revenue is coming from emails. Start to look at it just from a, a total broad view, top line. So if you have wholesale and D2C, lump this all in. This is your total business that you'd be reporting out on. You can pull this from QuickBooks. You can pull this from Shopify. Everything flows into there, but more than likely, Shopify is only a small percent. So however you're tracking your finances, get that report at the top line. Now, here's where it gets really important and where a lot of unlocks start to happen, okay? You have that top line number. Now, insert some rows and you wanna start breaking this down by channel. So this could start if you are a maker or a brand and you sell wholesale, the first thing you would do, just bare minimum, would be separate out your D2C sales, your D2C revenue and metrics versus your wholesale metrics and and revenue. So separate those out so that you can see by, we'll call that channel, how you're performing. From there, you have different selling channels under each of those. So on the D2C side, you'd have, let's say it's your Shopify, you'd have Etsy potentially, you could have Amazon. So you could put those 
selling channels under there. And all of those should total up to your total D2C, okay? Then on the wholesale side, you could have all the different avenues or ways that you're selling wholesale. So there could be direct wholesale where people are placing orders directly with you, whether that's in Shopify or you're invoicing them directly through QuickBooks, whatever way you're doing that. You could have FAIR, which has really established itself, I think, as its own channel. And you want to look at FAIR separately from your direct wholesale sales. And then you could have other platforms that you're selling through. There's other ways that you could be selling your wholesale. Break all of those out. And what you'll start to see is where things are maybe working or not, or you're putting a lot of effort into one channel and some other ones might be suffering, you might just start to see where you have clear opportunities just from a data perspective. So this is literally a snapshot view of your financial health in your business. If you have just one thing in your business done, I would start here. The next layer is your inventory and getting really clear on how much inventory you have on hand at the end of the year. So this could be something that you do at the very end of the month if you're just having this chill week and you want to get a little work done after Christmas, before New Year's, start doing this. Get your books kind of cleaned up and start looking at these financials because this is the groundwork, right? Before you set those big lofty goals, you need to know where the financials are sitting in your business. Do you have a huge amount of inventory on hand or are you really light on inventory? Those are really important things in your business that you want to get clear on before you do anything else. The next thing, okay, so you've got that top line financial sheet. The next thing I want you to do is to pull your sales by SKU and start to look at your top 10 performers and your bottom 10 performers for the entire year. So pull the whole year's sales and just look at what are the 10 needle movers in my business and what are 10 things that I probably didn't need to have. So you're just going to start to look at product selling on the annual level because when you look at it on an annual level versus at a floor set level or a collection level, you have a little less emotional attachment, I have found, (laughs) because you don't feel as tied to this emotion around this beautiful collection that you curated or you designed or you pulled together. You're kind of like stepping back and just looking at, all right, what worked and what didn't. Okay. I don't really feel as tied to it because I've moved past it. And, oh, you know what? That one item really did not need to be in the business or, oh, that other item had a lot of missed opportunity because I didn't have enough inventory. So, by taking some of those steps, you start to get some clarity around the data and the data really tells you. So that's just from a financials perspective. There's so much to this that you can dig into your conversion rate, looking at your traffic, your site visits, looking at if you do advertising online, looking at your audience size. I mean, there's so many layers to this that you can really dig in and it can become overwhelming. So this is why I just say, start with the top line, most important financial numbers, and then the KPIs that are important to you and your business. That's what you want to start really looking at and then breaking it out by channel. That's really the first critical step that I want you to to do. And I, I promise you that by doing this work as much as it sucks, really looking at it and having honest conversation with yourself as your business owner, you're going to have a better time, a more clear time setting those goals for the new year. 
So that's like really the main financial side of things that I I pull before the year is up. And then I let myself just kind of sit with it. And my big tip or my advice I should say for you is truly allow yourself to sit with it and the ideas will start to flow. And you'll see whenever you're resting your brain and you're having some fun, (laughs) finally, you know, the season's over and you're going into the quiet period, you're having some fun, maybe you're catching up with friends and family. And the, the ideas around opportunities will start to creep into your brain because you would have looked at that icky feeling if you don't like numbers, financial things, or if you do like numbers, you've already done that kind of like gritty work. And now you allow yourself to have, let your brain kind of play. So allow yourself to just have room to do some fun things. It's a whole concept of like when you're in the shower, the best ideas come to you. That's because your brain is not really thinking about something specific. You're just letting your, your body exist in the moment. And then an idea pops in your brain. I know that's happened to literally all of this. Or you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, I just had the best idea. I've got to write it down. So it's that kind of concept. So let yourself just let ideas come to you. Think about opportunities. What would be fun? What do you want your business to look like? Just start brain dumping what you want to see happen in your business this year without tying the financials to it. Just let it kind of flow. Is there a collaboration? Is there a major retailer you want to get into? Is there a new product you want to design into, new product category? There are so many things that could come out of this. So just allow space for yourself to just let things kind of flow. I keep a list on my phone always that I can easily reference back to. And it's been great because you, I just feel like you quickly think about it and then you move on and then you forget. And then it's like, wait, I had that one idea, that idea one time, that really great idea in the shower the one time I need to revisit that. What was it again? So just start kind of listing it out on your phone or in a notepad or in that spreadsheet on a new tab. And I do that for a couple of weeks. And then when I come back after the new year from the break, feeling refreshed, I open the list up and I get a little bit more gritty and kind of into the detail on that. I have a whiteboard that I like to use. I also use a spreadsheet. I also use post-it notes. I am a creative person by nature. So like whatever is feeling good at the moment, that's how I start to brainstorm. But I give myself a couple of days that are like retreat days, CEO days. You maybe have heard people call them. Um, You can go to a coffee shop, you can go to a co-working space, some somewhere outside of your normal workspace, ideally, to just take all that kind of fun, free-flowing ideas that have come to you and just brain dump them and start to get a little more structure to them. So let yourself just kind of feel what is natural for you as the owner of your business because you don't want to squash your creativity and just be like, I have to fill out this spreadsheet, blah, blah, blah. What If that works for you, great, but that doesn't always work for everybody, you know? So last year, I actually had shared a framework document with you guys that really walked through my exact process, how I fill things out and prompts for you. And it was really a detailed, robust framework. And as I was reflecting on that, I was going to post that and share that with you guys again this year. And something kind of has been holding me back from it the last couple of weeks. And I realized what wasn't feeling right about that last year 
is one of the biggest mistakes that I actually think a lot of us do in our business. And that is not working with other people, not getting support in your business to kind of help you on that path to your next level. And so I decided to like scratch that free PDF idea because what happens is you just open it up and you're like, all right, I'm filling this out. And then you lose track or you're like, I don't, I don't know. This isn't working for me. I just need to like talk through this with somebody. And instead, I want to do it with you. I want to help you set your goals for next year in a way that is achievable and strategic, that is profit and sales focused and also ease focused, which is so freaking huge. It's being realistic about where you're at. It's looking at the opportunities that are going to drive profit in your business without burning you out because there's a lot of simplification we can do in our businesses. So I want to help you do that. I want to do that with you. And I want to give you the space that you can really dream and do it with somebody kind of by your side, walking you through it. So I'm so excited. I am hosting a workshop. This will be on January 11th, that Thursday. Um, and it's going to be a group of us. I'm going to walk you through it. It's going to be a working workshop. It is not me just talking at you for two hours. I'm going to give you homework in advance. So I'm going to give you a spreadsheet to fill out, kind of a checklist to help you go through what I just talked through on this podcast episode, but in a little bit more depth and a little more organized and clear so you can just kind of fill it out for yourself or use the spreadsheets that you already have and make sure you're fully covered and just kind of prompt you through that homework piece so you've done the foundational work. So it'll hold you accountable to doing that pre-work. And then we're gonna get on that call and we're gonna map it out. And I'm gonna walk you through exactly how to take those numbers on the spreadsheet, those dreams that you started brainstorming. We're going to get a little deeper into that brainstorm. So we're going to take the ideas and the notes and we're going to start to flush them out. So you can really say, these are the opportunities that are in my business that are going to move the needle and feel really freaking good. Oh, and we're also going to create space for you to have a personal life. So there's going to be personal goal setting and work business goal setting because it is all interconnected. We are only successful as business owners if we're taking care of ourselves and we feel fulfilled on both sides of our life, but they have to work harmoniously together. So I'm going to walk you through how I've done this. So it's taking all that corporate recapping, hindsighting, goal setting, strategy setting, profit focused work that I have done for years on the corporate retail side and combining it with all the work and coaching and training that I have gotten on how to blend that with my personal life and goal setting. And I'm bringing it to you in a really simplified way where you're going to have support from me. So there will be time to ask questions. There will be time to work without me talking. So you can actually walk away from that workshop with your goals all set and good to go. And then you can still flex them, right? There's room to keep working on it and iterating, but this will get you midway through the month. You're going to have your goals done. So this is January 11th. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. If you want to sign up just at the end of the year, just know that you have time on your calendar dedicated towards 
that growth and next level in your business and support to get you there. You can also come hang out with me in the buyer side club. There's going to be more conversation around this inside that group, or you can DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fisher coaching. Let me know if you have any questions about it. I'd love to talk through it with you or just let me know how you're feeling about your business, how you're feeling about the end of the year. If you have any questions, I'm always here. I'm an open book and I'd love to support you and see you in any way that you want to show up. So I hope that you have an awesome week. This is the last episode of 2023. I appreciate you so much for listening this year and supporting me and cheering me on whenever I rebranded the podcast. That was so much fun. I just love all of you guys and it like lights me up whenever I get a good note from you. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an amazing holiday season. You take some rest, take some time for yourself, do a little hindsighting. And then I hope I see you in January in the workshop. Good luck with this last week of shipping. We can do it. We're almost there. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.